get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. You always love it when there's a little bit of physicality taking Whoa. place at Blues oh, practice yeah. in the morning. And that is apparently what happens today, according to Let's Jeremy Rutherford. Shin and Cairo got into it during a drill. Quote, didn't last long. Wasn't a fight, but it was definitely a scrum between the two. Jeremy Rutherford joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Jer, what would you see between Shin and Cairo today? Yeah, just kind of caught the tail end of it. Uh, the Blues came back. Uh, they're switching ranks today, and they moved to the other rink, and it was kind of in the corner, uh, just a, a hard battle drill, and uh, all of a sudden you see Shen and Kairu just kind of pushing and shoving. This wasn't the fight from 2019 where Bortuzzo and Sanford are trading blows. Well, I guess I should say Bortuzzo was trading blows <laughs> anyway. And uh, But a situation that was over quick, and like I tried to describe it, I mean, those are tough situations because you don't want to make it more than it is, but I felt like you know, the way I described it, it wasn't a fight. It was just a scrum. And uh, then, by the way, we have to say this. It was about 10 minutes later they were in another drill, and they were chatting and smiling and talking. So I guess that's hockey. We talked to Craig Bruby about it afterwards, and, hey, I want them to play hard. I want them to practice hard. Good for them. Cool, JR. So thanks for ruining our hopes of a Stanley Cup coming in 2024 <laughs> because that's what the comparison I made, and you just shot it down immediately. Well, it's funny because I was on press row there at practice, and as, as I tweeted it, I said, 3-2-1, here come the Stanley Cup predictions, yep. and yep. then I saw your tweet, Alex. Yep. yep, you nailed it. But I do think that it, it is something, JR, because – I told BK and Tanner when we saw your tweet, like Ryan O'Reilly's not doing that. Ryan O'Reilly, and it's no shot against him, he's pulling Kyra to the side and talking with him about it, whereas Braden Shen is more of the physical presence. He's going to make sure it was known. And I brought up the Bacchus-Tarasenko scenario that was back in, like, 2016. This is why you named Braden Shen captain, correct? I agree 100%, and uh, I have all the respect in the world for Ryan O'Reilly, but that definitely would have been a post-practice chat. Might have been some tea involved. They probably would have had the napkins on their laps and, and chatting about it. <laughs> but this was definitely a different situation. And I think, Alex, this is why people envision Braden Shen as the captain. He's not going to put up with anything. And I knew as soon as you include Jordan Cairo's name in a, in a skirmish like that, you know, everybody's going to take it to mean that he's not holding up his end of the bargain, which quite possibly could have been the case. You know, we don't know the specifics of this situation, but definitely Shen's a guy like Backus did with Tarasenko. He's going to take things into his own hands. 
We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for The Athletic. You can find his work there. You can also follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford, where you'll see uh, reports like what we got uh, from her, him earlier today before they are over at The Athletic. Uh, Jared, the other piece of news coming out of today's morning skate, it's kind of as expected, but Torbchenko moves up to that line with Shin and Kapanen. You've got neighbors continuing to be on the fourth line. Alexandrov joins him and Sonny. What'd you make of Torpchenko being the one that got the call up to that second line? Yeah, I like it. And uh, we just talked to Craig Burby about that. I think it's uh, twofold. One, they really like Saad with Thomas and Kairou. They've had some time together. I think the other night they had about a 65% goal share for the analytic people. Uh, but I think that in terms of uh, Torpchenko uh, going on that second line with Shen and, and Kapanen, what Craig Burby said, you know, I believe to be the case is uh, – Torpchenko's earned it. He's skating hard. He's playing hard. How about that back check we saw from him the other night, breaking up that opportunity by Jaden Schwartz. He's hitting everything he sees, and he said that's going to be a hard line to to play against. The other thing I think factors into this is you don't want to be moving too many guys around. They obviously had a plan in camp. Neighbors is an identity guy in their eye right now, and and they want to keep him on that fourth line. Even though Torpchenko comes from the fourth line, he's a guy that you can plug up there, like uh, Ruby said, he's earned it. So we'll see what happens. But it looks like uh, Buchnevich, uh, you know, I tweeted yesterday, out one to two weeks. Greg Ruby said today, day-to-day, but he's not going to get back on the ice until he, the soreness goes away, and, and that could be a, a couple games. So we'll see. But this is the plan for now with uh, Saad and Torpchenko. On the offensive side, JR, an emphasis, I would imagine, is getting more pucks on net rather than around the net because there have been a lot of shots that have missed the net. And for this offense, that seems to as bought into what Craig Ruby wants in terms of going to the front of the net and going for those rebounds. Is that an area that he's not pleased with, of, of missing the net as much? Yeah, a couple things on that. Uh, I'm working on a story that kind of breaks down what's going on uh, defensively and how well they've played defensively. And, and a part of this story, Alex, is, is the focus on defense limiting what they're doing offensively. So I asked Craig Bruby that question, and he said, no, I don't think so. Actually, I just think that the, the opportunities that we've had in the offensive zone when we do get possession, just things are going wrong, whether it be – you know, missing a shot like we've seen, or they're fumbling a puck, or, uh, you know, a pass doesn't connect. It's just they've had the opportunities offensively to do more, even though they're putting this strong emphasis on the D, but they just haven't executed in the offensive zone with those opportunities. And obviously, you bring up missed shots. That's been a huge part of this. Jar, what's going on with the power play? <laughs> good one, good one. Nothing. I got to go now, boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough to watch. It really is, and you know we could we we could spend thirty seconds on the answer, but honestly, this is what it boils down to. It just doesn't look like there's any confidence. Uh, obviously, the team's not scoring, but typically the power play is when you get those good touches and you feel good about what you're doing. You put the puck in, and then it kind of translates to five on five. Well, they can't even get the uh, the power play going right now. I mean, to me, it just all starts with being confident with the puck, moving it being predictable amongst each other. Look, we watch it every day in practice, and, and they, they move fine. I realize the Blues PK knows what they're doing and so on and so forth, but uh, it looks pretty smooth in practice, but they get out there against a pretty aggressive uh, Dallas PK. It didn't look good, and you think, okay, maybe that's a hiccup. It'll look better against Seattle, and I think it looked worse. So, um, you know, they're just going to have to stick to it and keep working. It's only two games. I was talking to Robert Thomas today. Hey, look, in two weeks, 
you might forget about these two games and things look a lot different. But right now, it's it's pretty uh, ugly to watch. Can they gain confidence back with a power play, Jerry? Because it's not like this is just a two-game sample size. Uh, we saw this from all the way back to last season. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, you can connect the two. It looks like last year, um, you know, there are some different personnel, obviously. I think two games is a small sample size, as ugly as it's been. I think if we start to see the same thing three, four games, uh, they're, they're going to have to do something, which to me it's going to be, you know, changing the personnel. But right now you've loaded up on on uh, one group and, and the other group you know, is obviously your uh, second power play unit. So what can you do? I don't know. You can balance it. You know, just try to find some chemistry. But to me, it's not a chemistry issue right now. It's making simple plays to set the next guy up uh, so that they can move the puck quick and catch the PK off guard and, and score some goals. And until they do that, you know, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. JR, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us after the Blues morning skate. Enjoy yourself out there. We'll talk with you again soon ahead of the Blues Thursday night matchup against the Coyotes. All right. Thanks, guys.